Dylan White and Tyson Fury have been going back and forth on social media in recent days, with Dylan White claiming that he made Tyson Fury cry after dropping him and beating him up in sparring. And Fury has replied. So Dylan White said, quote, Gypsy coward always con in the public. You forget I've put you down lots before and watched you pathetically sobbing on the canvas. You ran away last year when the WBC ordered you to fight me. Anytime, anywhere, anyhow. End quote. And Fury responded by saying, quote, Dylan White, you're a mug. Come back when you achieve something, Dossa. A man who became famous for getting chinned by AJ. End quote. Well, Dylan White has been talking about him dropping Tyson Fury and sparring for a long time now. And as with the claim that Tyson Fury made about dropping Jarrell Miller a bunch of times in sparring, I think that the crucial thing to look at is the response from the person who is being uh, spoken about. So for example, when Tyson Fury spoke about dropping Miller a bunch of times, Yes, we know that Tyson Fury doesn't always tell the truth. But when I saw Miller's response, that's what really made me believe Fury. When I saw Miller's body language and the way he was choosing his words carefully, I just felt like, no, Miller's lying. Miller did get dropped a bunch of times by Fury and he did get sent home from training camp. That's one of the incidents where I actually believe what Tyson Fury was saying. But at the same time, it's the same thing here with Dylan White claiming he dropped Fury and sparring a bunch of times. Fury, Fury's response has led me to believe that Dylan White is telling the truth because Fury has never categorically denied it. He's never come out and said, no, I absolutely did not get dropped by Dylan White, as far as I'm aware anyway. I've never seen him categorically deny it. There was one time on Twitter a long time ago where people said that with a particular tweet, he was denying being dropped by Dylan White, but he actually wasn't. He was speaking about something else. When Dylan White was talking about taking Tyson Fury's place in the Deontay Wilder fight, uh, Fury was responding to that by saying, in your dreams. But people made out as though he was responding to uh, Dylan White claiming that he dropped him in sparring. No, no. So I personally am convinced that this is true. Dylan White did drop him in sparring. With that being said, it was a long time ago. The last time they sparred, as far as I'm aware, was maybe, what, 20, 2011, 2012, 2013, around that time period. It's when Tyson Fury was training for the David Hay fight. That, as far as I'm aware, is the last time they sparred. Okay, and they'd sparred several times before that. One of the times they sparred, was shortly after Tyson Fury had fought Nevin Pikic. And you remember, Nevin Pikic dropped Tyson Fury heavily in that fight. Now, if you look at the pictures, because there are quite a few pictures online of Dylan White in training camp with Tyson Fury, Dylan White was a lot lighter back then. And Tyson Fury was a lot more vulnerable back then. Yeah, he wasn't the fighter back then that, that he is today. And I think that Dylan White being lighter back then allowed him to get closer to Fury more easily. It allowed him to close the distance more quickly than he could close the distance today, in my opinion. As heavy as Dylan White has been for his past few fights, I think he's been in the two six. I know for the Marius Wack fight, he was extremely heavy. That might have been his career heaviest, but I'm going to discount that because, you know, that wasn't 
one of his serious opponents. But when he's been fighting serious opponents, he's been coming in, what, in the 260s, 250s? He can't cover as much ground in the ring or cover the ground as quickly, should I say, when he's weighing that much as he could when he was sparring Fury. In some of them pictures, he looks like he might be in the 230s or the low 240s when he was sparring Fury. And that's crucial, obviously, to be able to have the foot speed to get close to a guy who's so much taller than you. Now, Dylan White did say in other sparring sessions that Fury was difficult and outboxed him in other sparring sessions. But in certain sessions, he managed to get through and he dropped Fury several times. Now, I do think as well, again, from Tyson Fury's response, that the memory of those spars where he got dropped a bunch of times does live in the back of his head. I've mentioned before that Fury appears to have more respect for Dylan White as a character than he has for somebody like AJ. Because Dylan White, I think, reminds him a bit of himself. Dylan White's a bit of a loose cannon. He's not just the kind of person who will fight you in a boxing ring but he's happy to have it outside of the boxing ring. <laughs> you understand? He, he's the, a similar kind of character as Tyson Fury in that sense, in that he's a little bit wild. And I think Fury, being a, a bit of a wild man himself, he respects other wild men, more so than someone like AJ, who's you know all very corporate and, and what have you. So I do think there's a certain amount of respect that Tyson Fury has for Dylan White. I'm sure that you know he thinks he can beat him and all that kind of business, but he knows he's dealing with somebody who doesn't have any fear in their heart of stepping in the ring with him. I think Tyson Fury in his head believes that AJ is somewhat intimidated by him. But I think Tyson Fury does not believe that Dylan White is intimidated by him at all. He knows Dylan White personally. Again, they've shared the ring. They've been around each other and all that kind of stuff. Now, as far as Tyson Fury sobbing on the canvas... Boxing is a very, very tough sport, all right? <laughs> Obvious statement of the day. But a lot of the boxing public who are not really people that have grown up around boxing and haven't been in the gyms all their lives, they don't really understand the gritty reality of boxing. I don't care how good you end up being, world champion, whatever you are going to have to go through beatings in the boxing ring, either in the gym, in amateur fights, or in professional fights. You have to endure beatings. You have to endure humiliation. That is the process you go through in order to become a fighter of any type of uh, standing, an elite fighter. So all those guys like Mayweather, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, They've all taken beatings. They've all taken humiliation. A lot of the time in the gym, not just in professional prize fights. Yeah, I mean, there was a video that surfaced on the internet years ago of Paul Spadafora, of all people, giving Floyd Mayweather a beating in sparring. Now, if that video didn't exist, and it was just a rumor that had gone around that Paul Spadafora beat up Mayweather in sparring, 99.9% .9 of you would never have believed it. But it happened. The video was there. I saw it. Mayweather took a beating in that sparring session. Now, Mayweather was very overweight in that session. 
And perhaps that was one of the things that, you know, motivated him to keep his shape in between fights. Because when he's coming back into camp and he ballooned up in weight, to be getting beaten up by somebody like Paul Spadafora, Mayweather must have thought to himself, nah, no, 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 I need to stay in condition because I can't be getting beaten up by guys like this. Now, there is another sparring session where Mayweather's actually in shape and he's handling Spadafora with ease, okay? But this is what you have to understand about the, the uh, professional fight, well, any boxing, amateur or pro, is that the fighter that you see in the ring is the guy who's been through all the preparation many, many years, endured the beatings in the gym and, you know, taken knockdowns. And yeah, he might have sobbed after certain sparring sessions because he was mentally down and he had all kinds of things going on in his life. But the reason that he's there at elite level is because he was strong enough to come through all that. All those times when he doubted himself, he was strong enough to pick himself back up off the canvas physically and mentally. And come back, you know, and still persevere despite all the stuff that's happened in the gym or in the amateurs and all that kind of stuff. And that's what Tyson Fury has done. So, yeah, maybe he did get dropped by Dylan White in sparring a bunch of times. Maybe he was sobbing on the canvas one time. Remember, he was in his early 20s at the time. I think him and Dylan White are around the same age. You know, maybe Dylan White was a bit... uh a bit rougher and a bit tougher than Tyson Fury at that time mentally. But Tyson Fury's come on since then. And he is a different guy now. He has become stronger. The experiences he's had in his life and in his career have built his character. So, look, they're going to go back and forth and they're going to say what they're going to say. I can understand why Tyson Fury, uh, excuse me, why Dylan White's saying what he's saying. And Tyson Fury is responding by saying, look, because of the current situation, boxing has basically been put on pause. So Dylan White has to appreciate that. He has to appreciate that because boxing has been put on pause, he can't expect his world title shot on the same schedule as it was before boxing got put on pause. And that's a good point. But if Fury goes through with the Deontay Wilder fight later on this year, I think Dylan White still has, you know, a, a case there that he should be next. Now, I would prefer to see Fury versus AJ after that as a selfish boxing fan. But I have to acknowledge that White would have a case to say, no, Fury has to fight him next after that. Yeah. So hopefully these guys can put their beef uh, to bed after they actually get in the ring and fight each other in 2021 i hope that irrespective of the undisputed fight it does happen sometime next year uh tyson fury versus dylan white because it's a matchup i'd actually like to see would i favor tyson fury absolutely 100 yes but dylan white is a rough guy uh, he obviously did certain things in sparring years ago which he thinks he can replicate against tyson fury if they fight in the pros and the mental aspect is going to be interesting because has Tyson Fury really come up against anybody who has the mentality of a Dylan White? I mean, the closest you would say is maybe Derek Chisora, but I think Dylan White is a more aggressive, a more belligerent character 
than Derek Chisora. And I also think he's got more strings to his bow. Dylan White is a much more versatile fighter than Chisora. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is Dylan White isn't as proficient on his front foot, in my opinion, as Chisora is. And when you're fighting Tyson Fury, if he's going to box you the way he boxed Chisora, let's say, in the second fight, how's Dylan White going to cope with that? How is he going to deal with that? I'm skeptical about how Dylan... I think Dylan White, to stand any decent chance of beating Fury, he has to draw Fury into a brawl. If he can draw Fury into a brawl, then he gives himself a chance of winning. So I think that going into that fight, Dylan White would have to be as disrespectful and as provocative as possible to Tyson Fury going into that fight. And again, it's going to be interesting watching the clash of personalities and the psychological games at play. Yeah, because Dylan White is not somebody who's easy to rattle. <laughs> He's not like a Deontay Wilder. Dylan White is actually a witty character. And him versus Tyson Fury at the press conference, I would love to see that. <laughs> I think Dylan White might be, possibly, one of the only guys who, who could maybe get under Tyson Fury's skin a little bit. And I'm sure Fury can get under Dylan White's skin. I mean, Dylan White, you know, he'll start a riot in an empty room by himself. <laughs> I mean, he's that kind of volatile guy when, he's, when he wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, he's willing to go to war with anybody at any time over anything. That's just how he is. So, uh, yeah, I'd definitely like to see that press conference. It'll be funny. I'll be picking Tyson Fury. But I think, as I say, it all comes down to whether Dylan White can draw Fury into a brawl. I think if Fury comes out and tries to fight White the way he fought Wilder, he's going to get clipped. I really feel he's going to get clipped. Um, Dylan White's hook, especially early in the fight, is very fast, very quick with it. Tyson Fury's been clipped with left hooks. Tom Schwartz clipped him in the first round of that fight with a left hook. And I'm sure Fury would try and be more careful. But the Kronk style, where they hold the right glove in front of their mouth, that's good for blocking straight shots. Not so good for blocking left hooks. Yeah? It's good for blocking straight right hands and jabs. But the hooks, if they're timed well, they can get through on that Kronk style. Even on that, you know, Mayweather, Philly shell defense. I know the Philly Shell defense wasn't invented by Mayweather, but, you know, it was popularized to the younger generations. That's why I'm using the term the Mayweather Philly Shell defense that Tyson Fury sometimes likes to use. You can still get through that with hooks if you know what you're doing, left hooks. So, yeah, I think that's an exciting fight, a clash of personalities. Dylan White deserves his shot. And even though I prefer the undisputed fight between AJ and Fury. I wouldn't grumble too much if we got Fury versus Dylan White next, assuming Fury gets through uh, Deontay Wilder before that and assuming the Deontay Wilder fight even goes ahead. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comments section below about the latest spat between Dylan White and Tyson Fury. Are you enjoying it? Uh, do you believe what Dylan White has said? about Tyson Fury. You know, look, Tyson Fury is an emotional guy. Yeah. And we know that his, his emotions are up and down. His mental state has been up and down. There's been times when Tyson Fury's 
really vulnerable mentally. And there's been other times, Fury is one of those kind of guys who goes from one extreme to the other. I don't know whether he's actually bipolar, but he certainly appears to go from one extreme to the other. So some days he might be as bad as the worst, but on other days he's as good as the best or better. You know, and I'm talking about his mental state. So I wouldn't even dismiss the claim that Fury was sobbing on the canvas one time. Stuff happens, man, especially when he's just... He, uh, Tyson Fury, for example, was crying in the post-fight interview uh, after his rematch with McDermott. You go back and watch that fight. Tyson Fury starts crying in a post-fight interview because it was such a tough fight. He starts crying. So if he's doing that in that post-fight interview, then well, maybe he also cried in the gym one time after a real tough session with Dylan White. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like hearing these sparring rumors, but a lot of the time, you know, because people say, oh, what happens in sparring should stay in sparring. They shouldn't break the confidentiality, you know. But a lot of the time people say that when one of their favorite fighters gets, uh, you know, exposed for having been dropped or knocked out. When it happens to their favorite fighter's rival, all of a sudden they don't care about the confidentiality and what stays in, what happens in sparring stays in sparring. They don't care about that all of a sudden. But when it happens to their favorite fighter and, you know, him being dropped is exposed. Oh, you shouldn't be talking about that stuff. That's terrible. <laughs> it's funny the double standards that people have. Personally, I like hearing about sparring rumors and sparring stories irrespective of who the subject is. So when there are rumors about Anthony Joshua getting dropped in sparring, I was happy to hear about them. I want to hear about what's happened to AJ and sparring. I wish that there was tape of AJ sparring all these different people from the Daniel Dubois and Lawrence Socolis and uh, Martin Bacolis and Joey DeWay. I wish I could see tape of all this stuff and it was released to the public. <laughs> you know, Or David Hay when he sparred Deontay Wilder. Or Tyson Fury when he sparred Dylan White. I'm that kind of nosy boxing fan where I want to see all of this and I want to hear about all of it. But that's just me. I don't believe in the whole confidentiality thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, if guys want to set up contracts whereby the sparring partners are legally not allowed to talk about what happened in camp, then that's fair enough. You know, they've signed whatever they've signed. But where there isn't a contract, I don't see the problem with fighters speaking and saying, you know, what happened in sparring personally. And one of the things I actually like is Devin Haney. He has been a fighter that has put a lot of his sparring sessions over the years on YouTube. And some people have said to him, well, aren't you worried that uh, your opponents will be able to basically get a good read of you based upon what they see in your sparring sessions? And that's actually a good point, you know, um, in terms of posting the videos, because we're not just talking about people, uh, you know, making claims about what has happened sparring Devin Haney, but actually Haney putting the videos up himself. Because if people are just telling you sparring rumors, then there's not much your opponents can go off. They can't actually see it for themselves and, you know, make necessary adjustments for when they fight you. But if there's actual video of it, then maybe they can. But Devin Haney is so confident in himself that he says, well, if they want to think that they can take certain things from sparring when I'm just basically practicing and working on moves and all that kind of stuff, then more fool them. 
because when they get in the ring with me on fight night, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, they'll find out that it's a whole different ball game. So that's the way he looks at it. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below about everything I've talked about in this video. It's happening, I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week covering a wide variety of controversial topics as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.